Welcome, my friend, to the Bitcoin path, where we uncover the transformative journeys Bitcoiners go through and their amazing insights they can share. The following is a conversation with Alessandro Ottovani. He studied Bitcoin for hundreds of hours or maybe even thousands. Deeply educated and truly humble did Alessandro Ottovani also create hours of lectures on YouTube about Austrian economics, sound money and Bitcoin education in general. It was a great pleasure talking with him and I hope you enjoy also listening to a completely underrated Bitcoin mind. Hello Alessandro. Hi Robin. <laughs> so uh, you are, uh, as I saw from my research, really focused on Bitcoin. Uh, you have hours on Uh, hours of videos on YouTube with Austrian economics lectures, with the history of money, with general Bitcoin education. You have thousands of posts also on X, uh, on, you have a community on Facebook, you have uh, articles uh, on Medium. You, you will also share one of the articles uh, of the Medium uh, in, the, in the end uh, with us, why Bitcoin? And my question would be not why Bitcoin, but Why are you so passionate about Bitcoin? Why are you doing the extra work, the extra mile, and not only learning about sound money, but also talking and educating other people about sound money? Yes, good, uh, good question. Good first question. And I think it's part of the Bitcoin journey. Uh, firstly, you see Bitcoin at the beginning, you're skeptical, then you go down in the rabbit hole, as we say in the Bitcoin world. And once you reach a certain level, you understand the importance of Bitcoin, then it becomes normal that you want to talk about Bitcoin and you want to reach also more audience. And that is why and I had um, I, I try to put uh, post uh, daily in X with uh, my my insights of how it's going on Bitcoin or uh, educational uh, videos in YouTube and article in Medium. I think it's part of the Bitcoin journey. Oh, great. And was there something, uh, because you right now, if I'm correct, 38? Yes, correct. And so you had a life before Bitcoin uh, that you already remember quite nicely. So when uh, Bitcoin was created, you were, what, 22, 23, something Actually, like that? Actually, I, I turned, just turned one month ago, 39. So till the day before I turned 39, I was saying 38. Now I can, should say 39. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. In 2000, uh, I think we should consider the 3rd of January, right? Not the end of October yeah. when they made 3rd of the January, I also consider the first uh, date of, of Bitcoin. Yes. So in uh, 2009, I was 24 years old. I was, uh, I finished, I just was finishing university and starting uh, um, to work. I was uh, waiting, uh, look for the first job. So yes, it was a long time ago. Would you, uh, so for example, 24, it was uh, created, but it was not, not really there. Uh, like it, it needed a long time to catch on. When you were, let's say 22, there was no Bitcoin at all. Um, if you were 22 and Bitcoin was already, uh, like say, let's say 10 years old, 14 years old, um, would you have been in the right mindset at that young age to, Uh, be ready for Bitcoin? Was there like, uh, did you already uh, had money on your mind? Did you ha had already this this kind of mindset to, to, to critical think and research about that stuff at this age? I don't think so. Uh, that's why I think the best age uh, 
where a person can be really interested in Bitcoin is during the 30s when he has finished university, has some experience at work. And uh, he starts also to look about savings, where to invest, and it will be more interesting topics about Bitcoin. I see, in case I was in the 20s, as many other in the 20s now, in case I would be interested in the technology, would be more in Bitcoin and crypto. Uh, I found more normal if someone who is 23, 24 is more fascinated by the technology of crypto. But when you are in the 30s, you have started to have, let's say, a good amount of savings. And uh, then you start to reflect, where should I put the savings? And then uh, start the learning. For sure, maybe I would have been interested in Bitcoin, but not at the level I will be in my 30s. I, what what would be your thought on this? I also think so. I, I mean, I'm quite uh, young. I'm 24 right now. So I, okay. I discovered Bitcoin, uh, what, say, three years ago, like with 21. And so, I went went all in when I was 2020. So uh, with, with 22 years old, I was completely all in, in Bitcoin and have been now uh, ever since. Oh, I'm actually also 25. <laughs> I forgot that. Okay. Uh, my 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 birthday party is all, uh, already a few months back. Uh, so I'm 25. Uh, 25, and so Bitcoin has been. Uh, I've been investing in stocks before. I've been investing in uh, different kinds of ETFs and funds about uh, before Bitcoin, and this is how I saw Bitcoin then and for me once I understood it was really clear that it's Bitcoin and Bitcoin only I had a small uh, shitcoin phase yes it, it was really fast the case where I was like it's only Bitcoin for me and okay. I always find it very interesting to see when was this moment in a person's life and what changed uh, on this uh, Bitcoin path um, and maybe Maybe you can share when you first encountered Bitcoin, when you first had the moment, oh, Bitcoin is the thing I actually want to focus in really heavily. And maybe what, what changed in your mind or what, what drove you to this decision? Okay, yes. Well, firstly, congrats. There are not many people as young as you full in Bitcoin. Another is uh, Dylan Leclerc. Uh, he's also 23. If you see most of the people who are uh, promoting or only Bitcoin is... Uh, uh, under uh, like above 30s so congrats to have reached yeah. this uh, bitcoin uh, stage uh, all bitcoin only stage um i also i think every bitcoiner has also a shitcoiner face it was I, I always say there is bitcoin then bitcoin and altcoin then a, a time where you have i was also thinking uh, web3 blockchain uh, metaverse and so on then you start to think okay this no this no this no then remain bitcoin and something else and then it's like, uh, you know what, all the rest uh, could be a scam or uh, the utility is very, very limited versus Bitcoin. So it makes sense. the only thing it makes sense is just focus on Bitcoin. So congrats to have reached this phase uh, so early. For Thank me, you. the first encounter was in 2017 when I was, uh, it was as, most of the, as most of the people, I was interested because the price was going up. And that is also why I think not many other Bitcoiners are so focused on this. But for me, that the price is going up is very important to have new joiners because being a, and joining Bitcoin is most of the people are not doing for freedom, censorship, resistance, Austrian school of economics, 
uh, or the economic world. They are interested because the price is going up. And that will be the best argument to convince a person at least getting interested. And uh, so I joined in 2017. I did the small profit. As always, in the first, it was just a small portion of my portfolio. Then uh, there was the crash, as you know, in 2018. And uh, I was for one and a half, two years, I was not interested anymore. Checking every now and then how it was doing, but not more. And then as you, uh, in 2020, I became also more interested also because one thing, the price was coming up again, while many other people was declaring dead. So I said, okay, but then it's not dead. So maybe there is some value. And second, also COVID came. So it freed up also more uh, free time uh, because we could not have done many things that otherwise we'll do. So I used portion of the time to start to learn about Bitcoin, the book of Safetyin, um, uh, also, uh, Michael, following Michael Saylor, the nine uh, uh, first interviews between Michael Saylor and Breedlove, and then he starts with X, all the other podcasts. So it was, I can say, from middle of 2020, and from end of 2020, I'm regularly follow, following uh, Bitcoin news daily. Did, and did something uh, change when you uh, went into Bitcoin uh, in your maybe personal or career life? Was was there some, uh, I don't know, uh, principles you learned with Bitcoin you then uh, adapted into your uh, life without Bitcoin? <laughs> yes, yes. No, in fact, they say you don't change Bitcoin, but Bitcoins change you. And it is a path, so it takes one or two years. In fact, I always recommend people to study Bitcoin 250 hours and staying in Bitcoin, they have to hear podcast information for at least two years before they really think, okay, that's the thing. And uh, very important is Bitcoin is also economics, sociology, and learning about the Austrian School of Economics, uh, I evaluate much more how economics work and uh, is uh, the human action um, how is the, uh, the how we define value and how important is our time and i think the most important thing the value and then the economic economics is uh, all about scarcity and scarcity is about the scarcity of our human time and we have to be very careful on uh, how we use our time that is the only limited resource and obviously you are more interested in the future, so you will also save more. So what is maybe could be have been before luxury? You still have a uh, still have a um, for sure a conduct a good life with a vacation, dinner, and so on. But I keep an eye that I save every month because this uh, is important for my future. So it's even more. <laughs> That's a great learning. The 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 more minimal and the more. Um, you value the money more because your time preference just lowers. And this yeah. is a great learning. I, I, I see it with every Bitcoiner. I never talked with a Bitcoiner that had a high time preference. <laughs> that, yeah, yes. That... It's, uh, and it's also more important on the, maybe the experience. I still value experience, like investing money and time for holidays. It's a good thing. But uh, on luxury goods, on just things that will decrease the value, um, it's not. In fact, when I see a 30-year-old, 32-year-old guy who has a car who costs 60, 80,000, I think the first thing will be, oh, you need to learn about economics. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> um, let's. I, I want to go back to um, a twenty-year-old because you said in the beginning that it's really hard for people in their twenties to focus solely on Bitcoin. Um, yes. because they are distracted, they have to, they are more interested in crypto, and it's only late in life when they know the value of saving, when they know uh, they, when they have more life experience, when they have more uh, work experience, that they got get to that Bitcoin only stage. And I totally agree with you here. Um, if you go to any um, uh, real world meetups, you mostly see uh, thirty year or older guys there. Yeah. Um, but how can you, as a Bitcoin, Bitcoin educator, um, maybe let's maybe imagine a young person in their mid-20s, they never heard about Bitcoin, they have little to no knowledge about um, money and the history of money and sound money and the Austrian economics. How do you raise the awareness for them in Bitcoin? Why should they even care in their, their young stage about Bitcoin or should they care about Bitcoin? How would you explain it to them? Uh, yes, they, they should. Uh, um, they should. Everyone should pay, uh, pay attention to Bitcoin. I see if I discuss with uh, 50 people from uh, who are at more than 30, maybe the percentage of people who will be interested in Bitcoin will be higher than uh, if I ask, if I talk with uh, 50 people or 100 people who are 20, how I would address maybe more on the technology. And uh, because many, probably if you are 20, you are studying engineering. As I studied, you are also interested in the technology. And then as always, we should discuss about what is money, what, how money uh, comes, uh, how, where money comes from. And also what is helping now is that to have, that we have high inflation in the last two years, this is a, a great narrative. So I will also approach like this. Uh, we don't. That in, first, it should be clear that inflation is coming from printing printing money, and second, uh, that the system is broken is easier to see now than maybe three years ago. Because uh, with the inflation of one or two percent, unless you really deep dive on uh, Austrian School of Economics, it's hard to grasp. Now people are seeing that inflation is. Uh, a big hit so i will connect this inflation with the, the economic system that is broken for, for me the next question is totally clear but i get this question a lot so why is printing money actually causing inflation um, and especially when people seeing oh there's a lot of money printing there's COVID, but then the inflation only rises a little afterwards and then you hear in the news, oh, uh, we have war there, we have this pandemic there. And um, when, when you ask most people about um, where is inflation coming from, they are actually all telling you, uh, like most people, uh, oh, it's because of war, oh, supply. Yes. Oh, supply oh, yes. there. You, have, you hear a lot of reasons that are not false, but they are not the real reason that this yes, is just yes. symptoms. So no, in fact, I say, you... uh, yeah, I got it. A very good point. I, uh, so, um, yes, it's true that it was coming also from the war for the energy price and some, some topics, some inflation for specific goods or services can be, is also for the supply, but the overall inflation should, uh, it cannot come from a supply shock. 
from a supply of a good. It should come. The only reason is uh, printing of money. For me, it's easy to see because uh, if you have the same goods and services, at the end, money is a ledger. Ledger of who owns what to who. And uh, if you have uh, um, a certain amount of money and then you double amount the amount of money, it's natural that then the price uh, will start to go up. Because everything should be priced, uh, not double, because it depends on uh, what we value more, uh, but the, the price is going up. I'm also saying in connection that Bitcoin is for everyone, but understanding Bitcoin is, very, is not for everyone and it's very hard. So what is not, there is also not an easy sentence where you can convince people. And my goal is uh, to bring, if, to ask uh, people if they're interested and then showing the learning path. And it takes a long amount of hours in order to understand this, uh, how really economics work. For me, it was also not easy, um, I think for you as well and for many Bitcoiners. I read the Bitcoin standard at the beginning and it was not, okay, then everything is clear. I read other books on Austrian economics. Then now I'm reading, I read book Broken Money. Then I read the principle of economics from Safetyn um, that was published this year. So it's a long path. Important is uh, people they, who are curious, they start to think, okay, then something can bro it should be is broken. They uh, grasp that something is broken. Let me dig on this. If someone hope that in 10 minutes, 30 minutes, he can get how Austrian economics or how economics should work, uh, then uh, it's unfortunate for him. I say he didn't pass the test to understand Bitcoin. Um... Maybe we can take this uh, into now uh, get it, getting into your article and maybe um, answering questions about why not gold, why not an ETF, why not something traditional, why choosing Bitcoin right now? Uh, good point. Why, so Bitcoin, in short words, is the opportunity of our generation. The generation before, the invention of the generation before was the internet. And it was clear 20 years after or 10 years after. In the 90s, no, barely no one would have said. And now it's clear that it was internet. The invention, or also we can also say the discovery, because uh, the absolute, absolute scarcity is a discovery, is uh, the, the invention and discovery of our generation. So uh, in March, when there was uh, the small bull run from 16 in January till 25, 26, Some people, as, as always, some people ask me, hey, what about Bitcoin? Uh, uh, why so is uh, increase and so on? And instead to discuss with each of them, I try to uh, rationalize and uh, say, make my thoughts of what this person should know at first. And uh, after spending a few days, some hours every day, for a few days, I came out with an article that is 30 minutes long. Now I think we should not go. We cannot go in the deep, but we can see um, the uh, the most important points. Firstly, I look about the Bitcoin value proposition. Um, people always ask, "Is a good time to buy Bitcoin?" And my reply is always, uh, "They shouldn't if they tolerate volatility and they know about Bitcoin, then they can buy." But it should be it should always be connected with the amount of education. So my recommendation was always 
the only financial recommendation is spend maybe 100, 200 euro in Bitcoin, because even if you think you lose, it will not change your life. But for the rest, you need to study Bitcoin and um, buy afterwards. We can go, so for me, as I, as I wrote in the article, there are three revolutions in one. Financial revolution is for sure by far the best money that humanity has uh, ever had. And I explain why. Technological revolution, after also is very important, is not coming from nowhere, but is a result of 40 years of research and innovation to find uh, decentralized money. And Satoshi Nakamoto made it, joined all these technology before most of the technology before Bitcoin, he joined the, he added the difficulty adjustment that made the system for the first time on human history work. And third, very important and sometimes is underrated is the energetic revolution. Now people think that Bitcoin is consuming too much energy or bad for the environment. It's everything, this is very false, very far from the truth. The reality is, is, is consuming, is adding energy to the total energy. And uh, more important, it will, uh, by creating, by validating the transaction and uh, keeping the system safe, it will also reduce the climate em emissions, especially methane emission. That is the number one threat for our environment. So this is kind of mind blowing. We will uh, validate the transaction, making the system safe by creating value, Bitcoin, and reducing methane emission at one point. So this should be clear for the person. And the biggest chunk of my article is why it's so hard to understand Bitcoin. As I said to you before in the interview, understanding Bitcoin is very hard selection in terms of intellectual challenge. First reason is why why so hard? Because the price crashed from 2021 to 2022, 77%. And normally people are not interested when you see such a crash. Second, is a very complex new technology. And this is, uh, you see in the, art, in the book, The Internet of Money of Antonopoulos, every time there is a new technology, most of the world, 99% of the world or plus, is always skeptical, as it happened with electricity, with the car, automobile, telephone, and with the internet. Here we can see 1998, a Nobel Prize, 1998 said that by 2005, it will become clear that the internet impact on the economy has been no greater than the fax machines. Now we are 25 years after, I think everyone recognized that the internet had a, a small, uh, uh, only a small, a bigger impact <laughs> versus the fax machine. This is, was an article against electricity. So they should also know that every time there is a new technology, it's normal that the vast majority is against. Then includes very high numbers. We, we talk about quadrillion, quintillions, and uh, we need to know that we are not, by default, we are not good to understand these numbers. We need to put effort in order to understand them. Then we move to a very multidisciplinary topic. Here I put 12 subjects that it covers. There is no other subject that includes another topic or asset that includes to understand it. You have to be at least a good, you have to have a good understanding of 12 different subjects. And no one by default has so much knowledge. So you need to study at least something on each of them before understanding Bitcoin. Then very important on, uh, and this is also Bitcoin, not crypto. It's a perfect, almost perfect new technology. I also put the example from Adam Beck. 
where he's saying he was saying that he was trying to improve Bitcoin for six months and he, he didn't reach because whenever he was improving something, the trade-off was high, higher than the, than the benefit. So at the end, he, con he concluded that you cannot really improve. While we are used to have maybe the first airplane and then the airplane are improved. Then we are used to have cars, the first car, and then the cars are improved. So people think, okay, Bitcoin is old technology. So there will be a new coin. Tell me which is the new Bitcoin. The new Bitcoin, it doesn't exist. And this is hard to believe for human beings. It should be more considered to, uh, related to a discovery of fire or the wheel. You cannot reinvent the wheel. The fire also, we have the fire since uh, tens of thousands of years. So it should be close to that. But uh, by default, it, people are very skeptical to think that something was discovered and is already the best technology. Then I think, as you have seen also discussing with Bitcoiners, with uh, Normi, with Nor people who don't know about Bitcoin, the level of education and economics is very poor. And this I'm also impressed among qualified and very qualified people. Question like, what is money? Which properties makes money of good form of money? When governments print money, where does this money come from? That are basic in, if someone has a basic knowledge of economics, even very many qualified people are not able to answer. That's why they think that money should come from the government. 2% inflation is a good inflation. We need money to stimulate the economy. Nothing f more far than the truth. So people should uh, learn the real economics. Then we have many misconceptions. We can go this later. And uh, it's very counterintuitive counter in many different aspects. So Bitcoiners, we are used to say we should live in a deflationary economy or the energy channeled by Bitcoin mining is contributing to our development or Bitcoin mining will be good for the environment or I don't like risk. That's why I'm saving in Bitcoin. And they are not only difficult to grasp, but it's also difficult to think that they could even be true. And uh, this is another reason why it's very hard for the common person to understand Bitcoin. Here I explain why Bitcoin is not crypto. And many people, as, especially at the beginning of the journey, they think that is, uh, they, they are belong, Bitcoin belongs to crypto, very far from the truth. Here I also listed the, the 20 misconceptions and I also have a, a video related to each of them. Uh, I think you have heard many of them as well. Not backed by anything, no intrinsic value. The financial world is still skeptical. Um, Bitcoin mining should move to proof of stake, too volatile. It doesn't have industrial value, can be replaced by another coin and so on. And uh, we, I have one video in order to debunk uh, each of them. Do you have, maybe we stop, do you have a- Can we summer? Can we summarize all the reasons um, that people don't grasp for Bitcoin in either a lack of trying to understand it or like kind of a laziness you don't want to put in the work and the other component is fear. They are fearing for something new. They are fearing for something they don't understand. They have fear that too much change. Is those, are those the two main components? 
yes, but uh, yes, yes. Uh, firstly, uh, put, uh, firstly, they should understand that it requires work, and people want to understand Bitcoin in one hour. Later, I, I said also that uh, we need at least at least two hundred fifty hours. If it was from me, as I tell to everyone, everyone who spent less than two hundred fifty hours should be considered as not having enough education to have a, val a validate op a valid opinion on Bitcoin. And very few they can do. And uh, yeah, you are right on the second is the fear. I would say with connected with two things for me. One, curiosity. Not many have this curiosity to look for something new, as you said. They're mostly going to a standard path um, where other people did the path and then they're following, like now buying ETFs, bonds, stocks, and so on. And very important you have to think that you will give you have to question many things that you give for granted and i also included here for example for the expert it's very hard for an expert on economics of keynes economics to understand bitcoin because uh, the more you are an expert the more is hard for you to understand that your knowledge that you give always for granted in reality is uh, not true. Like you always, this okay, this is true, no questionable for 20, 15, 20 years and it's very hard in the brain. So you have to also be prepared to question things that you have always been uh, give, uh, given for uh, granted for the whole life. Here, I, this, uh, we can connect with the expert. The more you're an expert on the economics world, the harder it will be for your ego for your ego and for your uh, self-esteem to give, uh, to say, okay, I, w I am 20, 15 years in economics. That was uh, not true. Like it's not how economics should work. It's much easier from an outsider perspective. Uh, for example, you see Safe Dean, Sailor, uh, not Safe Dean, I don't know, but Sailor, Bridlove, many other, they studied engineering. Uh, so they didn't work only in economics before. There are also some people like Greg Foss, James Lavish, um, Croesus, Jesse Myers, also who are coming from economics investment world, but many they're coming from outsider. So I think that's another important reason. Can you maybe, for the people don't know it, uh, because you talked about the Keynesian economics and the Austrian economics, um, like we should not go too deep into that because it's a big topic, but what is the main difference? Uh, what is, what is the signature of Keynesian economics and the signature of Austrian economics to understand the difference and why are the Austrian economics Bitcoiner and the Keynesian economics against Bitcoin? Yes. So making a short, like in two sentences, Keynes economics is about spending Austrian economics is uh, valuing uh, savings. According to Keynes economics, to stimulate the economy, we need more spending. And if we have a problem with the recession, we need to print money to stimulate the economy. That for the normal person sounds good, like it sounds, it makes sense. While in reality, the long-term uh, trade-off is much higher than the benefit in the short term. According to Austrian economics, the process of civilization is, uh, found, is uh, founded in uh, savings. Savings not only in money, but only in time. So it's when uh, uh, we were talking about the time preference, when you value 
the future, not the future, not more than the present, but the ratio between how you value the present versus the future, it's less than another person. So you lower your time preference. You spend more time for the future. This is when civilization starts. For example, we instead of to only produce cars, we uh, we stop and uh, we try to invest money and time in making the process more productive. Or uh, there was a classical example: instead to go with the hand to fish, to fish eight hours a day, uh, you try to spend some time in order to build some tools to become more productive. And uh, then you you have uh, some tools, then you have a small ship, then you have a bigger ship. So you need much less time to catch the same fish. And this is why and how humanity progressed. So it's very different uh, perspective because uh, for Keynes, uh, for Keynes economics, savings are really bad. Keynes will stop uh, economy and we will have a recession while nothing can be far from true. But I, ad I admit if a person didn't study economics and is surrounded by this uh, economic, Keynes economics, they say 2% inflation is good. It's very hard to understand that it doesn't, the Keynes economics, it doesn't make any sense. And uh, it will be more and more clear uh, in the next years when the US debt will be higher and higher. It's in an unsustainable path. There is nothing that can stop the US debt to increase and increase. And also, I al always say, reflect, uh, we say that we live in a capitalist society. Capitalist is, uh, capital accumulation. In reality, we are living in a society of debt where everyone is having debt. And even in US, they have debt for holidays, for a TV, for they have a credit card debt on another credit card. So the system we are working is broken. The economic system is broken. The only economy that makes sense is the Austrian School of Economics. Maybe it was too, a bit too long. <laughs> that, that was great, uh, I think. Um... Austrian, like when when you have someone only being in that environment about uh, Keynesian economics and not ever seeing the Austrian economic side, it's hard to grasp. Yes. But but even for people that are not on either side, they are just uh, not informed about uh, Austrian economics or Keynesian economics. They are tending more towards the Keynesian economics. I yes, think. because um, it's uh, is there, is what there... we live is the is uh, how we live. Uh, we always hear from the media that two percent inflation is good. We need to, we have a recession. We need to stimulate uh, the economy. Uh, the problem is that the big depression or recession that have happened happened because we have Keynes economics. Otherwise, they would not have happened. But it's hard to grasp. But I think one one very important thing is, um, you want to have a question, Robin? I'm, I'm just, uh, like, you just said that the crashes are because of Keynesian economics. So, so you would say there would not be a financial crisis uh, on a sound money system at all? There, Or would it yes, be different? Uh, so um worldwide uh, collapse there would never be in sound economic economic system so if you study also economics you see that there are some business that crash some business are but some other business grow also because uh, uh, the economics is also human actions what we like 
uh, what we we value, what we pri we, which price we give. So it can happen that a business is decreasing, but another is increasing. The two biggest uh, depression that we had were 1929. No one know, almost no one is. Uh, very few people are alive to remember. Maybe they were born, but they don't remember. And 2008, and it's not a coincidence that uh, people, you should say, I always say, you remember the, the 20s are called the roaring 20s. One of the reasons is because they stimulate the economy and they increase the um, supply, money supply 65% uh, in uh, four or five years, while the, the gold was increased only 10, 12%. So they created this bubble and this is a bubble burst. Once you create the bubble, the only way to reset, it should be through a burst. And we saw the burst in 1929. The same 2008, if you remember at the beginning of the 20, 2000, they were giving credit loans to build uh, to uh, houses. And many people, there was no almost no interest rates and they increase, uh, many people took loans, even if they didn't have any savings or no downtown paying. So they increase also fractional reserve banking, getting loans from nothing, from thin air is increasing the money supply. And this create a bubble. And in 2008, we saw the crash. So I'm co really convinced that in a sound monetary system with fixed or limited money supply, there would not be any financial uh, crash worldwide financial crash. That's a crazy concept. And I think uh, a lot of people would struggle a lot with uh, comprehend comprehending that. And this goes back to what you said. You need a lot of time to learn yes. about Bitcoin, about sound money, about the complete system, because it's simply not an easy topic. It's 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 not something you can learn in, in one hour and you're like, oh, now I, I get it. Yes. You need to dive deep for at least, uh, I would say, um, 100 hours to really yeah. understand it. If you want to have a general idea what Bitcoin is, I think 10 hours of focused learning um, give you the the surface view. and But you should go deeper uh, if you kind of have the time. It, it it really pays off to go deeper than the first 10 hours. And yes. so you can really grasp what's going on. Um, is there anything more you want to share from that article? Any learnings more uh, you want to give uh, the audience? Uh, the only thing is uh, related to the path to understand Bitcoin. I think uh, for me, 100 hours are to appreciate it and 250 hours uh, is uh, to understand it. And uh, I also had many conversations, things, okay, but Bitcoin should be for everyone. How, uh, we, how we can make easy for a person who didn't study Bitcoin? I say it's not possible in 2022, 23 or 24 to understand Bitcoin um, without studying. In 20 years, people will save in Bitcoin without uh, even knowing what it is. But now, while the general knowledge is, uh, okay, it's very volatile, it's very risky asset, the only way, there is no shortcut. The only, the, I, would, I, want, sorry, I want to share only one thing, and it's about, and I think uh, this is, uh, the difficulty in understanding Bitcoin will go down with time. So the more time we pass, more brains can join 
us. It's like a hard selection. Now I estimated only 100,000 people, not more, they really understood Bitcoin. It could be 200,000 or 300,000, but for sure not more. And with time, the entry level, the barrier, it will be lower. So more people can join. We should compare Bitcoin for me. The best example, understanding Bitcoin is running a marathon of under three hours. To reach that goal, you have to have a good trainer. So the trainer will be the Bitcoiner and you need to do the hard physical work to reach the condition needed to be able to run fast for that long. So fast for that long. The concept for Bitcoin is the same. Not we, it can be the trainers. We can explain you the reasons why we believe in Bitcoin. Uh, we can also enlighten for you the best path to understand. As a trainer in saying you need to do this for two weeks, this for three weeks, we can say you need to study this, this and this. But we cannot do the work for you. You need to do it. Obviously, if you're passionate and curious on the subject. As for the marathon, without the training required, you don't give a chance to your body to reach your goal. Without the 20, 250 hours of deep study, you are not giving your brain a chance to understand it. And uh, Bitcoiners, for, for us, every we love to educate people in, main, in uh, any circumstances. So we always like, you can always find trainers, but then you need to do the work. I think that's also one topic that I, I, I never see such a comparison, uh, um, but I think for me, it fits uh, perfectly. That, that's so great, uh, Alessandro. I never um, compared it with uh, running a marathon. And I also liked what you said earlier about um, we are now seeing it to be difficult uh, that you understand Bitcoin, but in 10, 20, 30, 40 years, Bitcoin will be more and more normal at each step of the way. So more and more uh, Bitcoin will be uh, yes. just um, grained into uh, our uh, life like, as a, as a like, fundament. Uh, so, sorry, please go ahead. I, it, I just wanted to continue that it's a fundament uh, of our life and um Right now, people uh, are saying, okay, savings account and ETFs is kind of normal. Like if you're saying to some random person on the street, uh, put your money uh, a little bit on the side of your bank account, maybe on a savings account and uh, what you want to invest, put it in an, an S&P 500 in an ETF. This is an uncontroversial opinion yes. for most people, I think. Uh, for but this opinion, when it changes slowly and slowly, and Bitcoin is getting really to this mainstream adoption, then Bitcoin will be part of that solution. And I think it will slowly get to a part of the solution where people are saying, put 20% uh, into Bitcoin and the rest in something else. Then 30%, yes. 40%. I think the norm of having a Bitcoin stack will increase till it's uh, your standard savings uh, account. And then on top of that savings account, you can maybe invest in a stock that you're impassionate about in your own project, in your own company. Uh, and, and you take out the uh, saving side of investing that the saving side should always be in Bitcoin and the investing side should only be about investing in new ventures and not in saving. Like ETFs, uh, is a vehicle in our 
uh, life we would not need when we would have Bitcoin, I think. Yes, I, I totally so I totally agree with you that um, the more we go, the more Bitcoin will be seen as a savings account. So they will start to have one, two, five percent. And at the moment, so far, it doesn't reach the value of institutional. It's not only the best savings account, it will, it's also the best investment way because uh, it's on the path of monetization. So it will increase the value. And it, I think will be, I always also saw in the article, it will be gradually and then suddenly. At one point, there will be this inflation inflection point where people start to realize, okay, Real estate, we have a high um, interest rate. is not anymore uh, so profitable. Stocks, many people talk about um, many, many people talk about recession, so it could be risky. Bonds, we see now that if inflation will be high is high, bonds don't even catch up with inflation. And on one side note, macro macro note, next year, I assume I'm following also macroeconomics as every Bitcoiner. And um, they will have to bring a ton of money to keep the broken system running. So inflation will be higher. So there will be so many hundreds of millions of trillions that are in bonds, real estate, stocks, ETFs, and Bitcoin will start to increase. There will be the Bitcoin spot ETF uh, approved. So for do those people who don't want to hold the asset itself, they will have also a chance to start buying the ETF. And maybe later on, some of them will move to the real asset. First, it might be in an exchange and then to on the real asset. But there will be a global exposure to Bitcoin. And uh, I always uh, make the, the joke that I made is once we reach this inflection point, we did a lot of work in the past to understand Bitcoin, but we could also just lie on a beach and drink coconut from a coconut, and we will outperform any financial advisor or investment company who spend 40, 60, 80 hours per, per week trying to research which is the best bond, which is the best stock, which is the best ETF. We just buying and hold, we will outperform very uh, by far, more uh, uh, any financial advice, or maybe ninety nine percent. There could be someone who have uh, a special stock, but ninety nine percent we will outperform by far. That said, it's not a financial advice. The only advice That's I give is always um, study Bitcoin, and the, everything that you own in Bitcoin it should be in proportion of your conviction. You should also to to not to be stressed by the volatility, you need to have conviction. I also, I think also some Bitcoiners say you, you never check the price. I think that's not true. I also like to check the price also because firstly for self-esteem, I want to know that I was right. <laughs> I think I'm right, but uh, there should be the proof and this will be the price going up. And secondly, it will may allow many people more to join with a price higher. The thing is, uh, if the price is crashes, it's not touching my strategy or my conviction because I understand Bitcoin. That's a big difference. Also, a new joiner is checking the price. If Bitcoin goes out, goes down 5%, that is normal, uh, they kind of get stressed. That is why they need to learn. They need to study before. 
Yeah, it's. I think the US dollar or the, the euro price, the like the fiat price of Bitcoin, is always first a great marketing tool, and second, it's just great to keep score uh, of how how are we adopting right now. Uh, but it's in the short term, it's volatile, uh, and it does not matter. But it's just fun and entertaining to look at, and of course, uh, it brings people in, and. My next question would be about fiat. Um, do you think we do you think that fiat money is surviving the next 50 years? Like we saw now a little bit over 50 years of uh, fiat money history when we see the real start of fiat money at 1971. Uh, we have now over 50 years. Do we see another 50, 60, 70 years of fiat money or Is this a form of money that is just uh, running out and uh, we are not seeing it anymore in maybe 50 to 70 years? I also think, uh, no, not even 50, I think will not survive in the next 30 years. And this, I think, is a strong statement that a person who doesn't know economics would be like, oh, wow. But uh, this is also gradually and then suddenly it. Uh, the U.S. debt is now at 33.8, and it took maybe 200 years to reach 1 trillion or 150. Then it took 10 years to reach another trillion. In the last uh, six months it, it, or four months, uh, it was increased as if in one year it will be 6 trillion. So like uh, 3 trillion in four or five months. So it's increasing exponentially. And uh, every fiat money is a broken system that has only two outcomes. There are only two, the outcomes for every fiat system. Hyper, hyper, hyperinflation, hyperinflation or default of the government um, that is uh, creating this fiat currency. Also, we see Lawrence Leppard is also famous in the Bitcoin world. He's saying that we can see hyperinflation by the end of the decade. I, I hope also that we will not see so fast But uh, we already um, passed the inflection point. We cannot go back. Now, it doesn't matter what we do. The, the debt will keep rising. Uh, some inputs. The interest of debt moved from 600 billion to almost 1 trillion. So let's say US uh, system is having uh, 130% debt versus GDP. Not only that, but the expenses is 6.2 trillion while the taxes are 4.4 trillion. So we have a debt, a huge debt that is uh, higher than our revenue per year. And we are running a deficit. It's like we take a credit card to pay another credit card to pay another credit card. So it, it, it is also increasing because the interest of the debt is even higher than defense. So the and US is spending a ton of money in defense. Is spending, I think, 800, 900 billions. And now the interest is just 1 trillion, just the interest to pay, to repay the debt. Second, with this high interest rate, there will be less taxes because people will go out less and will have to spend less. And secondly, the next, uh, in the next third, three years, 45% of the debt will be renegotiated, not anymore at 2%, 3%, but at 6, 7, 8% interest rate. So we are already going fast and we will go faster and faster. 
for the same motto gradually and then suddenly. I think next years we will see high inflation, five, six, seven, ten percent. And they they print money, they will print money, not because they want print money to print money to stimulate the economy, but because uh, it's the only way to keep the system running. Plus, there were also some issues, kind of we can see already the first issues in the action bonds. I'm following James Lavish Lavish. And he's also very knowledgeable of bonds. The, the last auctions on the selling bonds, they didn't see the same demand as before. And at one point, we may see something never happened that uh, the, the state want to sell bonds and there will be no people uh, wanting these bonds. I think for the gradually and suddenly, it will be before 20, 25 years. I only hope it will be not so hard but at one point it will escalate it takes it also us dollars is uh, lucky because there is demand overall everything is based on us dollars i think there is a big percentage of all transactions in the world that are made in us dollars so this is slowing down the curve gradually and then suddenly but uh, the trend is clear it's unsustainable and we already passed the deflection point Wow, I think that's an amazing point to uh, stop uh, the interview. It's like Robin, um, I why we covered why Bitcoin is so important and why it's hard to understand and why it's important to, if you want to go in Bitcoin right now, to put in the work and put in the hours uh, of education. And then also the fiat system, why it's depleting so fast and why it's uh, depleting um, till it will just bleed out to death, basically. And I just love your explanations. You, I, I don't have to interrupt you. I don't have to uh, <laughs> ask you any uh, questions after it because you are giving a really good and full explanation. I, I, I love how you how you're doing this. I so you know that's actually my first episode of this podcast. So I want to have an end routine uh, to this podcast where the podcast guest asks the next guest a question um, without knowing who will be the next guest. And as this is the first episode, I don't have a previous guest that has a question for you. So I asked um, in my house right now, what question can I ask you? And they didn't know you, so uh, it was a similar uh, similar comparison. And the question we came up in the house were, uh, what traditions or routines do you have in your life that you couldn't live without you, that you cannot live without? So good question. And the first thing I would say, work out regularly. I'm a strong believer that uh, our mind can be trained only if we have a strong, uh, strong meaning, not like a full of muscles body, but training of uh, also cardio, endurance. So I'm doing sport uh, almost every day. And uh, second, uh, always discuss also, we come back also to kind of uh, Austrian economics, value the time. So I always reserve some time to discuss, uh, to spend for sure with my girlfriend, uh, some with my friends, but also some is also in learning and reading new things. So I think these are the, my, my ro weekly routine.
I don't have like something special that I do every morning, a part of breakfast, and sometimes doing the training uh, or uh, when I go to sleep. But uh, it's most, it's more uh, evaluate. Like I have uh, 120 hours per week um, where uh, I can, where I'm awake. For sure, a portion should go to work and then to decide uh, what to do with the rest and trying to value it at the, at the top. Always also considering that some of the, for sure, some of the time should go in a full leisure. So I also see series in Netflix or having a time where I just doing leisure, but there should be a balance. Oh, perfect. Um, uh, thank you, uh, Alessandro, for being on my show, uh, being my, my first guest. And uh, I really hope we can do it uh, in, in the future again. And uh, uh, I loved your explanations and your uh, insights. Uh, thank, thank for you to invite me. I also following you in Twitter, and it's amazing to see your posts. And also, that's also you see that we have really similar minds. Not only from how, that you post for uh, about Bitcoin, but your kind of posts. And I think also we are a kind of similar. Uh, path you have like five point uh, more than five thousand. I will reach five thousand uh, followers soon. So we are like uh, growing together in uh, X. We are similar mindset on Bitcoin. So really happy to connect with other Bitcoiners. Let let let's grow together. Bye bye. Yes. Bye bye Robin. <laughs>